Hello everyone, welcome back to my solo road. This is Sydney. This is my podcast. I still do the intro, kind of. I'm sitting across from my very good friend Bree, who is also quarantining with me and Katie and Katie's boyfriend. Bree's boyfriend is with us as well. It makes it sound like it's a large group, but that's not that many people. And we've been together for an eternity. Hi, hello. Hello. <laughs> she is Chasing the Wild Goose on Instagram, yep. and her website is chasingthewildgoose.com. Will you tell us a little bit about the story behind that? Chasing the Wild Goose? Mm -hmm. Sure. So I was driving to Seattle with Sean. We had decided to move there. We had never been. I just knew I wanted to go. And we were driving, and I was talking to my grandfather, and... He's like, ah, oh, man. He's like, you're really out there. And I was like, yeah. He's like, you're it's like sometimes, you know, there, there was some times whenever I caught the scent. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, the goose, Bree. He's like, you're out there. You're out there chasing that wild goose. So traveling. You like a little, <laughs> what's it called? Like a little ode to him? Yeah. Kind of yeah. situation. So I decided I would name it after him. Ah, that's very sweet. I love that. How long have you been on the road for? Uh, about two years. What do you live in? A 2008 Sprinter. Love that. And she, like I said, she lives with her partner, Sean. They've been together for 10 years and, <laughs> and they wear rings, but they're not married. <laughs> we love that. Okay. So Brie is like the expert on earning a remote income. I've never met anybody who knows more about like the various ways of making money on the road. As most of you know, if you are a regular listener, I've kind of stuck with just a couple things. So I know a lot about building a website. I know a lot about how to make money on a website. And now I've been dabbling in like social media and monetizing my podcast. But other than that, I don't know a lot about pretty much anything. Like I just lived off of my savings long enough to learn like that one task of a website. And so I just never really, I don't know. I feel like you have so many friends in the community that do different things. You've done a lot of different things that you've kind of built your, I don't know, what's it called? Or like your resume of... How to make money while you're traveling. Yes? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's what we're going to go over today. We're going to go over basically like 10 different things that you can do on the road and give like tips, advice, resources, just tools that you can use if you want to make money on the road or if you really just want to make money from home. I guess anybody could be doing it, not necessarily van life. Yeah, absolutely. You do not have to be on the road for this. Yeah, but I mean, you might as well, right? I'm kidding. Okay, so first of all, Corona update. I did just want to give a brief like rundown. We are literally still in the same place. We're not going to go into what last week's episode was, but please do listen to the first Corona episode and then last week's follow-up. I've gotten a lot of feedback on those and I would love to hear what you think about those. But basically, we're doing the exact same thing in the exact same place. Every day is the same day. <laughs> like... We're getting a little exhausted of the same view and the same everything, but I know it's everyone... It's Groundhog Day every single day. Yeah, but everyone's in the same boat and I get that. And I appreciate the fact that I can still be sleeping in like my bed in my van and stuff. So yeah, anyways, we'll get into earning remote income in a minute and grab your wine. I'm going to fill both of our glasses up again and I'll see you in a second. All right. We're back. We're also pouring from Black Box. Um, we've honestly been living on Black Box lately because it's like four bottles in one box so many. for like $20. So every time we go to the store, we all like, which is rare. I need to add that in. But we all load up on as much as possible because we are bored. <laughs> like It's a problem. Yeah. There's nothing to do besides wine. So I want to start by saying or asking, I guess, uh, what you do for a living. Sure. So I am in digital marketing and I have my website. Sweet. What does Sean do? He does a lot of things, but the main thing he does is uh, he's a brand ambassador. Okay. We'll go into what brand ambassador <laughs> means because that was super vague. But the first thing she said is a digital marketer. You do digital marketing. So I would like to know what that means because I don't know. I could be doing digital marketing. It sounds like something like I do. No, for sure you do digital marketing. Uh, it can mean a lot of things, but to me... Personally, and for my business, I help small, mostly online businesses cater to their customers. So I help get the word out, whether it's social media, email marketing, or on their website, I help market to their customers. And how do you do that? Uh, that's through social media. That's email marketing. That is ads. There's literally any way that I can get the message out to their, their audience. 
I help them do that. Cool. And how do you find small businesses? Mostly Facebook groups. And you're going to hear that a lot today. (laughs) Yeah. Brie lives and dies by these Facebook groups. And I don't know if you guys are a part of Facebook groups. I know my mom is as well for like running because Mm. she's a big runner. Mm. I am not in any Facebook group. How is that possible for one? (laughs) I have no idea, but I want to just self-promote myself right now. I started a Facebook group today. And I don't know if that's hypocritical because I've never been in one. I don't think so. Okay. But Brie, we were actually going over what we were going to talk about today and stuff. And she kept saying, Facebook groups, Facebook groups. And I was like, I want one. (laughs) So you can become a part of my Facebook group. It's like uh, earning a remote income van life something. If you find me, Divine on the Road, on Facebook, then you can uh, go to it. But I think my number one question is, I want to do van life, but I have no idea how I'm going to make money. Or I want to travel and I don't know how to make money. And so I want that Facebook group and obviously today's episode to answer a lot of questions. And especially after today's episode... If they take the tools that we talk about, I want them to be able to go to a place when they're like, hey, this isn't working or I can't figure this out. And then like go there and do your thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. This and Brie will be on there. Favorite. Yeah, this is my favorite <laughs> topic. So yeah. I'm excited about Love this. Love that. She's kind of an expert at this. Okay, so digital marketing, you said that you find small businesses through Facebook groups. Is there any other way of doing that? I know you mentioned like referrals through, like you get a one client on a Facebook group mm-hmm. and then you get a referral because of that client. Yeah, absolutely. So whenever you start with one person, you do a good job and then they're automatically going to tell their friends or the moment they talk to other people because they're in Facebook groups. So what's going to happen is Mm. someone in their niche Facebook group is going to be like, I need someone who's great at social media. And then they'll be like, oh my God, my girl is fantastic. Let me refer you. Interesting. And it just rolls on from there. But there are a ton of other ways too. But the main ones that I do are Facebook groups. And I actually did get my first client from Craigslist. So this is still pretty relevant Okay, for that, too. I feel like I'm so out of the loop. For somebody who <laughs> works on social media, I mean, I couldn't pay less attention to Facebook. But we're working on that. It's changing yeah. now. Okay, so then that's your number one thing. Mm-hmm. But you do also have a blog and a website, which you monetize. Yep. And I wanted to talk about this as well because I have a website in which I monetize it and... I mean, I lived off my savings for just a little bit, and then I worked really hard on my blog during that time, but as soon as I ran out of savings, like, I was making enough on my blog to, I'm swatting flies. (laughs) We're in the desert, and it's getting hot, so there's flies just, like, in my van right now, driving me nuts, and we have all the doors closed, so we're really doing this for you, please. So if you hear a fly swatter, You're welcome. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I do, if you hear a fly swatter, but I'm, we vegan, I swear. So, anyways... Having a website is relevant for both of us because that is how I made my living for a substantial amount of time. And I still do make uh, enough money off of the website, although I've kind of veered away from it a bit. DivineOnTheRoad.com. You should go, though. (laughs) So, yeah, I would like to know how you monetize your website and start by, like, your top money-making thing and then kind of work your way down towards, like, ways that you might make money, but it's a lot less. Okay, sure. Because I know that's how mine is. Right. The main one is affiliates. What is affiliate marketing? Uh, Affiliate means that I refer somebody. So if it's Amazon, for instance, and I have a list of the top camper van stoves and the things I'm going to recommend to you either way, but I put a link in there and then people go to Amazon and then I make money off of that. It's not an extra cost to you. Usually with affiliates, it's never an extra cost to the person that is buying. It's just because I'm referring it. So you maybe wouldn't have gone there otherwise. So for instance, Amazon or courses. Right. Like, I want to just say Amazon is pretty much the easiest one when you're just starting out because Mm -hmm. it doesn't require a minimum. You could have just made your website today and then you can apply for Amazon affiliates. And essentially, just to give a very clear example, like, we could write a blog post that says the top 10 camper van stoves and then write a list of those propane, butane, induction, whatever kind of stove that you want. And anytime you click on those links, but the interesting part of that is that you could click on this propane stove and end up buying a cup that you came across and you'll still get a percentage of that cup. If, if you just send traffic to Amazon and then make any purchase because we sent that traffic, you will make a small percentage. It's a small percentage, but the goal is to get as much traffic to the website as possible. So therefore those clicks turn into actual dollars. Right. So to our friends and family listening, go through our website (laughs) before you buy your stuff on Amazon. (laughs) Right. I don't think any friends or friends or family, they don't quite get it. And that's fine. (laughs) We just go and do our best. But you mentioned courses. Yeah, sure. So the next things you have Amazon affiliates. My main one that I make money off of is courses. So for an example, how I got started in digital marketing was a certain course, the bucket list bombshells. Love that. They have a course 
and it is to learn how to become, a, whether it's a virtual assistant or a graphic designer. They have three different courses. I took all three, and that is how I got into the world of digital marketing. So because I think a lot of people see these courses, do you think that particular one was genuinely helpful and you got a lot from it? Absolutely. It was, I still go back to it. So I'll have clients ask for something new that I don't know how to do. They dive in so deep into email marketing, social media, like creating Facebook ads that I am able to go back in all the time to learn new things. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. But I do think if anyone's going to do a course, please do your due diligence and like, absolutely. like I'm not even selling her website or mine. I'm just saying if you trust a person and you're looking for a course because like she took the bucket list bombshells, which now she's an affiliate for. I took Nomadic Mats and I learned a ton from him and that's why I'm an affiliate from him now. But I think that there's so many courses out there now that it gets a little like, okay, they're just going to steal my money and teach me things that I could learn for free. So definitely like go to someone that you trust who's taken a course and hear maybe even firsthand like email them and see what they genuinely think about it. Yeah, for sure. I get emails all the time asking me about my experience with them and I'm always happy to email them back because it was such a good experience. My life was literally changed by this course that I am happy to. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. You're quite the endorsement. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to take that course, click through her website. (laughs) But yeah, okay. So that's your number one affiliate. Yes. So the idea is, and there could be other courses that you take. For instance, like Udemy. That's another place you can go and they teach you like short videos. I can see you staring at these flies. (laughs) It's just disgusting. I think there's only one in here, but it's just raising absolute hell. It just landed on the microphone. I swear to God. Okay. Anyways. We got to ignore it. Right. So you can go to Udemy and that is a bunch of small courses inside of a website. You could also promote that. So it doesn't have to be you took this expensive course and you're, you know, we're promoting it. Although Nomadic Mm Math is not expensive. It's a really great value. But my point is you can promote that as well. So if you have a good experience, then check to see if you want to be an affiliate for it. Right. Okay. So then obviously just do a little research on affiliate marketing. I know I do have blog posts on it. She does as well. So you can find tons of information about it. We can move on now. Brie does not have ads on her website, but one day, fingers crossed, she's going to do it. I do have ads now on my website, which is super easy. I started with Google AdSense, which you don't need a minimum for either. Brie recently turned me on to something called Mediavine. Mediavine is just another way to do ads. So basically from your website, you can make money from affiliates ads, however you want to do that. And then the third thing is for me is my digital products. I sell my van dimensions and presets for Instagram. Oh, I also sell prints, but I never sell those like my photographs from Instagram. Mm. Yeah. I sell a lot more van dimensions and presets than I do those. Yeah. Honestly, if you do have questions about website specifically, I'm really not trying to oversell this, but the Facebook group situation, I could talk more on the, in the Facebook group about website stuff, like building design, making money from it than I probably could anything else. Cause I'm new in the social media game. If I know anything, mm-hmm. it's about building a freaking website. You could sell your own course. I am working on a course <laughs> right now, ladies and gentlemen. I just didn't want to sell it too much because it's not done. But Lord, is it difficult to design a course because you just, I just want it to be so good. So it's going to take a little while, but it'll be eventually out there for the world. Okay. And then the next thing you mentioned, Sean is a brand ambassador. So yeah. I would like to know what that is, how you find those kinds of jobs And yeah, just tell us the situation. Mm -hmm. So brand ambassador can mean a couple things, but what I am specifically referring to is if you go to a festival or a baseball game or a big event, or even if you go to Costco and people handing out samples, those are technically brand ambassadors. So they are out there promoting for a company on behalf of them. So you'll see them maybe handing out free koozies or they'll be like, hey, do you want to take a picture in front of this cool like green screen? And then we send you a fun photo for your email address. Interesting. That is a brand ambassador. One time I went to a festival. It's actually probably my most fun event. I was working for, we'll say a music company, just in case I'm not supposed to say it. And they were actually doing like arm painting. And so I literally just stood in line telling people, hey, come get your arm painted. Literally for free, just to promote this company because their like logos were everywhere. Right. And how much on average do you make per hour or per day or however that goes? Sure. So I've seen it as low as 15, but honestly, most of the time, if you're in bigger cities, it's 18 to 25. If you get really into it, for instance, if you're like a beer girl or a shot girl where you're going to bars and handing out free beer, free shots, you can make like 30 to 40 an hour. Sweet. And how do you find that? 
Facebook groups. <laughs> Love a good Facebook group. Uh, also Craigslist. So Craigslist, go to marketing, literally the more underneath jobs, go to marketing and then also gigs and then just type in brand ambassador or promotional model. Okay. And obviously with the COVID-19 situation, nobody's doing that. No more. <laughs> right. But so before this situation, like on average, if somebody was trying to do this mm-hmm. full time or as much as possible, how often would they be able to find a job? It honestly depends on where you are, like what city. If you're in a big city like Seattle, I know tons of people that made a full-time income on it um, Mm -hmm. because the more you get into the network system, so say you find a job on Facebook and you apply for it, you're going to be in their email system, which means they like you because they know that you showed up. They know you did a good job and you're just constantly, any events they have, they're going to keep popping up. And so, I mean, you could, you can make as little as a hundred dollars. You can make as much as, I mean, really the sky's the limit, but normally I'd say like four to $5,000 a month if you worked a ton, but in a Yeah, van, but four to 5,000 is a full-time income. No, that's a lot. I think if you're in a van, you just don't need that much. You're not going to be working that much. Right. But you could also make that much for three months and then take three months off. Absolutely. So if that was your plan, I would go to a big city during the summer or between like May and September. You can choose. You don't have to be there the whole time and just pick a couple months and then work. Yeah. Like I would work for probably four days and make like $1,200 because you're working sometimes 10 hour days, but you're making 25 an hour. So that's 250 a day. And then it's done and it's over and you don't get, you have to pay taxes, but they don't tax you. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're, we're learning so many things. <laughs> okay. The next one is an executive assistant. Yeah. What is it? Sure. So an executive assistant is basically you are working for somebody high up in a company. So for instance, like a CEO of a company or a something other than a CEO. Anyway. So, but is this like, because I'm picturing a CEO of it, like, do they not have like a stationary assistant? Do they, or do they have a stationary assistant, like answering their phone at work? And then they also need like a, some type of executive virtual assistant? I mean, it can be both. I mean, you have people that different stations of the company and they don't necessarily need an assistant on staff. They need someone. So, so the reason I know this is I, almost took a job with someone and she had a team of like 20 women or 20 people, excuse me, who were literally, you were on call from like eight to four. And if an executive emailed you, chances are it was for, they need a reservation or they need you to email someone else. My God. I hope I get to a point in life where (laughs) I'm just calling someone like, can you please call this restaurant? I know it took me the same amount of time to call you, but if you could just make that reservation for me, that'd be great. Right. I would love it because I literally, I was like, these are things I hate doing. I don't know if I want to do them for someone else. Right. Like, I don't want to call and make a reservation for myself or for someone else. I know, but it's so easy. No, it's insanely easy. And it's yeah. like $20 an hour. I guess I'm thinking maybe CEOs of, like, a smaller business yeah. that don't need a whole assistant. Right. But they just need some help. Yeah, exactly. But I guess they're... Okay, so other than making a reservation, what are you doing? Hotel reservations. Like, it was very small tasks. I, okay, so, so like, maybe a travel itinerary situation. Absolutely. Yeah, it was... It really didn't require a ton of skill. You just had to be punctual and you had to be, you didn't want to mess up, right? You need internet. CEOs, right? Absolutely. For most of these, I guess you need internet. internet. And how do you find an executive assistant position? Facebook groups. (laughs) Okay. How, but just (laughs) just for, I was going to say for a little variety, you did talk about LinkedIn. Yep. So LinkedIn, and then you can type in remote now inside Mm -hmm. where you put like anywhere you can put remote executive assistant. Indeed is another good one. What is Indeed? Um, I think we all know LinkedIn, but I've never heard of Indeed. So Indeed is literally just a job searching website. So people post the jobs there and then people who need jobs go there to look for them. Okay. One thing I'm also getting from this Mm -hmm. is like, it's much easier to just DM a person on Instagram and be like, how are you making money? When if you are like trying to make money on the road, Mm. I frankly like, and I have no issues with answering DMs. That does not bother me at all. In fact, I welcome it. But like, if you're serious about making money on the road, you're gonna have to do a lot of research. Like you're going to have to figure some of these things out. You're gonna have to go on Indeed Yep. whatever that is, and do research. You're going to have to go on Craigslist, find Facebook groups. You're not going to DM someone and they're like, then be like, you know what? There's this full-time job available. Like that would be fantastic if that happened. But I think people, you know, think there's just this kind of, I don't know, one size fits all situation. And that's really just not the case. Like if you're really passionate about making money on the road, first of all, you can definitely do it. Second of all, just like spend a good one day's work on the weekend or now that none of us are working just do yeah you've got time like this is the time to put in a day's work of research and like just find stuff like figure out what you can do your desire to want to travel has to be more than you like your comfort and if you can't do that then it's not going to happen 
Yeah, I love that. That's honestly, that's a straight up facts. Okay, under executive assistant, what's the difference between that and a virtual assistant? So I'll admit they are very similar, but in my mind, those are two separate things. So executive assistant, you are more, you know, you're sending a gift to their mom, you're making reservations, you're emailing so-and-so, you're doing very basic things you would expect like a secretary in like the 20s to do or something. In the 20s. Uh, (laughs) Interesting time period. They had Travelocity in the 20s. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Love that. When was Mad Men? 40s, 50s? Wasn't that the TV show? I don't know. I'm 12 years old. I'm sorry for you. (laughs) (laughs) Made me feel like a child. Um, (laughs) Okay, so what are you doing as a virtual assistant? Yeah. So a virtual assistant is a blanket term. It's just like digital marketing. But basically, most common tasks, you are, it's kind of like digital marketing where you're helping a online business do those small tasks that they don't necessarily either have time or don't want to do. Mm -hmm. So for instance, Although I, you can also niche and be a podcast editor solely, like that could also be underneath virtual assistant. So I'm literally here to help a small business do their social media, help them with their email marketing, send off emails, manage a Facebook group, like literally the tasks, it, it can go on and on, but it's anything online they don't want to do. Yeah. You were able to help them. Virtual assistant's great though, because of the fact that not all of them, some of them maybe want an experienced person, but a big portion are okay with having a beginner. Right. They were like, I already know how to do this. I'm not telling you to do something that I don't know what to do. I just don't know the time. So I am willing to tell you what to do, and then you are going to go out and do it. Right. I like that you said yesterday that a virtual assistant is a very easy, like, entry. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't know if you don't know what you're good at or what you like or what you want to do online and all these people are saying to do, maybe you even yeah. want to be an influencer, like, long-term... I did cringe at that word, but like, if you want to do these things long term, but you don't know if you would be good at it or if you would even like it, Mm -hmm. um, doing it for someone else and doing five of them, like small task version will maybe let you, you know, within a year figure out, oh, I'm good at this or I like this. And then you can, you know, slowly but surely hone in on that one task. Yeah, absolutely. I have seen so many people go from being a quote unquote virtual assistant And then going, and now they build websites because they figured out, oh, I'm actually quite good at that and I enjoy it. And now they're building out websites for five, $10,000. And so they're making five to $15,000 a month where before they were being billed, you know, they build people hourly when they're making $20 a month or $20 an hour, which is a lot. I need to be building websites. (laughs) Honestly, though, it took took me two years to figure it out. I can't do it again for somebody else. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds pretty nice. And you said... The ways that you find virtual assistant jobs is pretty much the same. Facebook groups, Craigslist, referrals. And so I want to say with Facebook groups, if you are looking for something, literally go to the search bar of Facebook and type in virtual assistant jobs. Or if you have a niche that you love. So for instance, fitness, maybe you're really into fitness. Type in fitness and see what pops up or fitness jobs or fitness marketers because there are people in these groups. And even though it doesn't say it in the title, chances are at some point they're going to be like, hey... I need a social media manager. Is there anybody that's good at that? Or does anyone have a recommendation? Like you can literally go in and be like, hey. Right. I'm great at that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's exactly what you should say. I'm great at that. That's all you have to say. Literally and they'll hire you. I really do get excited about new things. I'm kind of like, I want people to feel comfortable going to this freaking Facebook group just so that we can talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Because I do feel like this is a very difficult thing. Like you can listen to a podcast And make it sound slightly easy, but I feel like applying it can get Mm -hmm. difficult because you do have to do an abundant amount of research. There's a lot of research. There's a lot of people saying this and that. And yeah, I just, I really feel right now that's why I wanted to do this episode is because like I feel compelled to help people fix this particular problem right now. There's just so much information. It's kind of frustrating, even as someone who's like relatively got it down. Right. I would say you've got it down. I would say one more thing. (laughs) About Facebook groups and a good example. So for instance, your Facebook group is called Earning a Remote Income. Mm-hmm. It's actually fantastic for this example because of the fact that if someone were to type in earning a remote income or someone just types in remote income because they're thinking, okay, chances are I'm going to find a good Facebook group, you would likely pop up. I mean, we've got like four members right now, so <laughs> I don't know about that yet, but it's saying. fine. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying though. And I specifically put van life just so in case people that were interested in van life needed this 
problem solved. This whole podcast sounds like I'm really trying to sell that. I really don't care. It's not like it. I'm not making one single penny it's from me, that. I'm pushing it. And I never will. <laughs> but it, I just, I haven't had a new project since the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of, I just like the idea of like having one particular problem solving area yeah. and a new platform because frankly, I've never cared about Facebook. So I'm learning something new. Okay. Virtual assistant, graphic designer, which is a very niche thing that a lot of people probably are not. But like, for those of you that are, or unless I'm just stereotyping what I think a graphic designer could be. No, I think you're right. Um, I think graphic designer, whenever I was looking into the world, I was like, I am not good at that. That's something I could never do. And I felt like that was the only thing I could do online. And it's just not true. But if you say you are a graphic designer for a company, or if you are designing, maybe that's not your title, but I feel like a lot of people, especially in their like 20s to 40s, although it could be 50s and 60s and up. I am not trying to discriminate, but chances are you do some kind of designing. Mm -hmm. And so it is possible that could translate. But with graphic design, it's very easy if you do that to go online because there are so many people who need logos, who Mm -hmm. need help with their website, who need branding. So graphic design, although it is creating images, it also branding is also a kind of a, a segment of it as well. I literally just hired someone to brand my entire situation in life. As someone who doesn't do that at all, like, I can design a website. I can talk about my life on social media. But when it comes to, like, making everything cohesive, especially Mm -hmm. with Divine on the Road and My Solar Road and all this, and, like, making it look more professional instead of, like, a 25-year-old girl who's, like, desperately just fumbling around and trying to figure it out. not giving yourself enough credit. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what I feel like on a daily basis. But I finally found someone who was, A, within my budget, because Mm -hmm. I had been quoted some crisis things, and also something that was, like, (laughs) Brie takes a sip of wine as it's, like, a low... It's, like, a subtweet. But I don't even remember what I was saying. Somebody within my budget who's extremely talented and in the community, which I'm more than stoked to support. So yeah, that's like, I mean, I just know a lot of people in my situation where it's like, okay, I can finally really support myself. And now I'm going to just invest everything I've made into giving it to (laughs) someone else in the hopes that I'm going to make more. (laughs) Like, yeah, we're all fine doing great. Uh, I was going to say though about graphic design, the cool thing about it, and this could technically apply to most of the remote jobs we were talking about or the online remote jobs, but the cool thing about if you are a graphic designer or in that that niche is that a lot of times companies, they hire those people freelance mm-hmm. more so than anything else. Like they're willing to have that person remote more than anything because it's just not that important to have them on site. So you have more of an opportunity to either build your own business where you're trying to find your own stuff or go to Indeed and find someone who's 30 hours a week. They're willing to hire a graphic designer. Right. And I, I do think a lot of like really artistic people because I see so many of them on social media like I don't think they realize the capabilities that they could be making like they could be turning that into so much money Mm -hmm. like if you're a very artistic person genuinely start out by making logos for people yeah and then turn logos into branding turn branding into building brands and businesses like I have no artistic skills what uh, at all, but like, hi, hello, I'm a new painter. Um, I, <laughs> like, like, I literally ran over my easel today with my van <laughs> on accident. So we're really doing great in that category. But I, I feel like there, there's a lot of people who, and it, just because you're artistic doesn't mean you even want to do this, but like, if you want to turn your yeah. creativity abilities mm-hmm. into something, like, you don't just need to be thinking of like, oh, I can draw. Like, no, you can right. literally be making good money from anywhere and doing van life or traveling or staying home or doing whatever you want to do. Okay, great. Love that. Moving along. Website designer or developer. The difference. What is it? How do you find it? Sure. Website, what did we call it? Designer and website developer. So website designer is more so you are helping to design the website. So there are, if you don't know anything about websites, to build a website a long time ago, you had to do a ton of coding and backend stuff. And although some people still do that, and that is what a developer is, is they develop their own, their own website, they use code, and they go through and they create everything on their own, like a blank canvas, or there is a theme, which most of us people use. And it is basically a, it's like a framework for your website. And so Mm -hmm. you're able to, I wouldn't say drag and drop. It's not quite that easy. Although if you were to use like Wix or Squarespace, you could. It's a framework and it makes building a website a lot easier. And so you can learn that much easier if you want to be a website designer. And Mm -hmm. there are still people that are willing to pay. You can start out if you're you're new at it, charge $500. But 
from there, you can charge $2,500, $5,000, $10,000. Because you just get better, you get faster, and you know what you're doing, especially if you stick with one particular theme. Right. And this really is like a YouTube-taught trait. Absolutely. You can legitimately... Like, I learned the majority of building my website, which I, I I use WordPress, which is definitely more complicated than Wix or Squarespace. But for small businesses, oh my God, it's so much better. If you want a complicated website, and I mean that in a good way, like if you want, I don't even know how to explain it, a blog, or if you want one with a lot of pages or a lot of capabilities, yeah. WordPress is definitely the way to go. But if somebody just wants, like Lee has always used Wix, but it's because he just wanted something simple yeah. where people can kind of go, like whether you're a brand or you're just like buying his merch and stuff. And I do think that works for a lot of people. So I think if you're just getting into something like that, mm-hmm. like you can learn Wix. It taught me one day. So easy. Did I say it taught me one day? How much <laughs> wine have I had? Oh, sure. I, I learned it in one day. Jesus Christ. It's honestly because I'm looking at my phone because I'm about to have to do an ad. So hi, welcome to Sunita's ads. Um, We're going to do a new one today. No better help. Although I do keep getting asked about better help. So I don't have to talk about it today. But I will just say it's betterhelp.com slash divine. Still love it. Bree signed up. Actually, everyone we're quarantining with right now. <laughs> we need therapy. <laughs> everyone there has been like, you signed up for better help. I'm going to sign up for better help. Have you done better help? I'm in therapy today. Are you in therapy today? We're, we're like, all like setting timers. Like you have therapy in an hour. I'm going now. <laughs> we're going a little crazy. I don't say that in a mean way, but today is not better help. We're talking about skylight. Brand new. Dun, dun. Okay. Skylight is basically a photo frame where it's a black frame and you can, it's a digital photo frame. So you can email photos as you take them and it will go to that person's skylight which i do think is very cool they're really should i say they're pushing it for mother's day because it is a fantastic mother's day gift you can give it to your mother for mother's day or whoever your grandmother your grandfather whoever it is but you take a photo you love the photo and instead of having to like text it to them and hope that they get it or if they whatever you basically just send it to this skylight email address and it pops up on their wall like if they've hung it on their wall the photo that you took today is on the wall that's kind of cool. No, it's amazing. We actually did do that for Sean's grandma. Stop it. <laughs> no, I swear. Ah, yeah. What are the chances? And she loves it, obviously. Okay. Who doesn't want pictures of us? Love that. <laughs> Love the confidence. But no, I, I was like reading it a, a month ago or whenever. I've ordered one now. But like, that's kind of a cool idea where you can just take a picture and email it to whoever because I am awful at like sending my parents photos and they constantly are like I don't care if it's a photo that you've posted on Instagram we just want the photo to know you're alive and what's going on right. so instead of just like a text message they can hang this on their wall you send it to them mm-hmm. and then like they literally just walk past it one day and they're just like oh my god she's sent yeah. us a few photos and especially if they are like a grandma or someone who doesn't get online they don't see yeah. that stuff so they 100%. Updates, and if you're on the road or wherever you are they want those new photos. Yeah, I do think it's ideal. I mean, for anyone, but for specifically for people on the road mm-hmm. who, like, we are constantly taking photos. And Beautiful stuff. Our families sitting in my phone. Right. Our families and friends do want to see pictures of what we're doing. Yeah. And of what you guys are doing. Like, whatever it is you do, I know for a fact your grandmother wants to freaking see it. <laughs> but just this is the fact. Especially right now. Yeah, and it is a fantastic Mother's Day gift, so I'm just saying. But you can get $10 off of your purchase of a Skylight Frame by using the code, or I'm sorry, go to the website skylightframe.com slash solo and enter the code solo. <laughs> Should I read it exactly how it's written? That's right, to get $10 off your purchase. You know what? We do it loose around here, okay? <laughs> to get $10 off of your purchase, again, of a Skylight Frame, just go to skylightframe.com slash solo, enter the code solo. And done. Moving along. Growing your social media. Love that. It's a new journey for me. Oh, well, I guess not growing, but monetizing. <laughs> I was like, is it yeah. though? Because you got big social media. Okay. <laughs> but monetizing, we're just going to move that around. Yeah, making money from social media is a finicky game. She right. a finicky girl. And maybe don't go on the road and be like, that's how I'm going to make money. Please preface do this. not. Please, <laughs> I beg be of you. It's going to be harder than you think. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a lot harder than you think. And I just firmly believe that anyone who goes into something being like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to grow a social media following, like, you've lost a lot of authenticity in that. And I hate to sound so cliche, but, like, it was never my intention. I just genuinely, since I was, like, 18 years old, which I didn't grow or have anything until I was in the van, but, like, 
I've always used Instagram as like kind of a diary situation where mm-hmm. if it's like, this is what's weighing on me right now. So this is just what I have to talk about in combination with the fact that I've always been passionate about photography. Am I screaming? I feel like I'm screaming. But like it wasn't until I moved into the van and I actually started having enough time to post once a month. <laughs> but to really put a lot of energy at it and stuff that I actually started growing. But if you go into it with the intention of growing an audience, like mm-hmm. you're not quote unquote growing an audience. Like no. you guys are human beings. We're all human beings. And you're trying to not only attract their attention, but like, like that sounds so silly, but it's like, you're trying to get their love and their attention and their focus and their hearts. And like, you want to be giving them something like that's the yeah. whole point is that you're like, I believe to my core that I was put on this earth to be of service. And like, even though it's a very millennial way of being of service, like, I I love it. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm doing that through social media and because of social media, I can do it in these other ways. But like, don't believe that you're just going to be like, yeah, I just want this number on my app on my phone. Like, this is a very false. I love that you said that though. Like you're trying to be of service. So you'll see the difference between that's the people that do so well is because they're they're trying to add value they're not right. immediately just trying to increase their following and not care about who is following them right because then i feel like you don't even care if you have like bots following you or like what no, you're writing about or what your pictures look like it's just kind of silly yeah at that point it's just silly and you're honestly just one voice amongst the millions of other people trying to do it in 2020 like differentiate yourself you know <laughs> true am i rude i don't know no, i love it that's just the reality of it okay but let's actually go into how to monetize now that we've sure. ranted about that right. situation how do you monetize social media brie i mean speak I on not, that i'm not the pro on this but sure but you do social media like management and stuff I do. yes i mean the main way is of course getting a brand who wants to work with you so you have picked a niche and you have decided that this is what I'm going to represent. So let's let's go with mental health. And you've decided this is what I'm focusing on. Then these are the people you're speaking to. I love to. that you chose mental health and not van life. God, I love <laughs> live for it. Better help. It's all that therapy. <laughs> <laughs> We're feeling great. Yeah. Ish. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're fine. We're all fine. Anyone? Friends? Ross? No? All right. Moving along. So, oh, I get it. I know. I love that episode. I'm a big Friends fan. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. So they, somebody sees you, for instance, although I had to it better help, like they're like, oh, she talks about, you know, mental health sometimes, she talks about this, that would be great for our brand, we would love for her to speak on it. And they decide to reach out to you, and you decide that it's good for your audience, and you promote it, so you get paid for that. Right. Um, another way, and you don't have to have a huge following. There are people that, there are a lot of people who successfully, they will have 5,000 followers, but for they maybe, maybe they're a social media manager and mm. they only talk about social media. They are able to make a great living because that's all they talk about and they get new clients because they're constantly giving tips about social media. Right. And so that is another way to monetize your Instagram. Yeah, I guess you're either monetizing your audience or you're mm-hmm. monetizing brands. Absolutely. And I'm going to be honest, even though I do sell digital products, but I do that. I don't really push them very hard yeah. at all. I, I do really believe in like, I'd rather send an invoice to a brand yeah. than I'd r- ever rather send an invoice to like somebody that I on it, like find a friend. Like For sure. I yeah. just, that's a preference of mine. And I think that's just two different types of like audiences. Two kinds of different influencers. Right, sure. Yes. Quotes. Right. But yeah, I mean, basically if I'm speaking on my own experience, first of all, I use a website called Aspire IQ. And I live and die for it. I do talk about it every day because, like, we'll sit down and work. And the thing is, like, when I've had brands email me, I have had to invoice them for, like, 60 days out. And although that's the norm, it's a little frustrating to, like, you work really hard and you make sure that you create something that they like. And then you post it. And whether it's received well or not or whatever the case is, you're not getting paid for two months. Because the truth is, if you send a 60-day invoice, you're not getting paid before 50 days. That's why they did a 60-day invoice. And Aspire IQ, which I have absolutely no, like, ties to whatsoever, basically just connects brands and people who, like, want to work with brands. And they basically collect the money from the brand as soon as you like, agree on collaboration terms, Mm -hmm. and therefore, like, as soon as I post, I can get the money within, like, a few, three days. Which is unheard of. That's amazing. 
Yeah, because the thing is, I, I keep so many planners and all these notes and all this crap. And so it's just like, if I can cross that off and not have to worry about having gotten paid or not, it just makes life so much easier. So if you can find a platform like that or even use Aspire IQ yourself, it, it honestly is so helpful. And to break it down a little bit more, basically you'll make X amount of money just from like posting a story of an ad. Right. And usually, like sometimes it'll be free product, sometimes it'll be free product and money. And then for an actual post, you'll, you would make a lot more because you're doing an in-feed post, which is viewed as it's a bigger deal. And then like the most ideal situation is that you could post a story and an in-feed post for one brand on the same day. And then you make like a decent amount just for technically like one day's worth of work. It's, it's a weird world and it's so uncomfortable to talk about, but it's also one of those things that like has to be talked about because people know that influencers are making money, but like no one knows how much or like how to find it or how do I do this? And yeah, there's just kind of a reality to it that needs to, we got to put some light in those little dark crevices, you know? I love you want to talk about it. That's great. Yeah. And honestly, if I'm not going to talk about how much I make on a podcast because that's incredibly uncomfortable, but if you're like really interested in doing this, email me and we will have a conversation because I do, like I have no intentions of keeping that from people. Oh, I wanted to just bring up the fact that monetizing the podcast, Mm. I use a website called AdvertiseCast. I was, like, sending out mad emails before that, and I was just like, I'm doing this new project, I'm doing this new project, like, I'm paying for it, please, I just want to make something, so I'm not paying for it. And it wasn't until I used a platform, which is relatively comparable to Aspire IQ, but it's specifically for podcasts, it's called AdvertiseCast, and they immediately started, like, connecting me with brands who intent like they their purpose was to con- like better help only really does podcasts so that's another tool if you want to do a podcast and if you want to monetize it okay that's social media do you have anything else can you make money from pinterest do you think as an influencer i mean if you have three million monthly views on pinterest could you be making money from that technically not really i mean i guess you could be you could pin your like affiliates directly yeah. No. Not, I mean, no. Not that I know of. If if, it, if you can, I don't know about it. Yeah. Let us know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Seasonal work. What is it? Also, I do want people to know if you listen to this and you have other ideas or you don't find it helpful because you have a skill that we don't necessarily talk about. Again, email me. Like. Yeah. Uh, I'm, we we'll talk. <laughs> That's the thing. But I, yeah, seasonal work. Sure. So seasonal work is one thing Sean and I have done. And I actually was kind of excited. We kind of got pushed into it. But it's like one of those things where I always knew I wanted to do it. And it kind of, we were forced into it, which is the universe, right? Uh-huh. Like crazy girl. She says as she chugs wine. I know. <laughs> so yeah, so seasonal work is a fantastic way. So say you you don't want to be online. You don't care about being online. Or maybe you're still building your skill and you're not oh, ready God to damn it. Yours. We should have done this earlier. I feel like we lost all the people who don't want to work online. I'm sorry. Yeah, but this come does back. exist. Come back, come back, come back. <laughs> um, so seasonal work is amazing. There is a plethora of it. So uh, seasonal work is basically you work on some kind of, for this example, you work on some kind of farm for a very short period. What kind of farm? Tell us now. Sure. So you've got hemp, you've got marijuana, hemp, you've got beet, she said. beet farms. Oh, that um, reminds me of Dwight, Dwight Schrute. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> he would be very proud of you. I would love to work on that farm. farm. Yeah, you'd have to watch The Office just to embrace all of it. Yeah. But it's seasonal. So like beet, from what I understand, it's in the fall. Hemp and marijuana, it's summer and the fall. There are two different types. You're like helping like prune the the weed plant and then you help actually deflower the plant in the fall. I actually met a girl who makes a full-time living from working like whatever season it is of marijuana and she does just harvest all of the stuff. I have no idea how that works. So to be fair, if you find a good one and you know mildly how to negotiate you can probably make between 15 and 20 dollars an hour it's not that you're making that much money it's that you're working so many hours and just literally you're sitting there just like trimming plants like the whole time so it's like 10 to 14 hours a day but you're doing it for a full month and then you like leave because you're done right. and you you walk away with a bunch of money because you worked so many hours but you're not it's it you're just sitting there Right. And so that's a really great option if you don't want to do online stuff and 
You can find yeah. that on Craigslist is the main one that I found that kind of stuff on. Yeah. And um, then also uh, national parks. Yeah. So if you don't want, you're like, that sounds awful. Not into the marijuanas. <laughs> or the beets. You don't like Dwight. My friend's um, from Indiana. <laughs> They're appalled. Yeah. Seasonal work is a million other things. So my favorite one, if you want to be, if you have any experience, which I'm super jealous, I never was a waiter or waitress. It's an amazing way to make <laughs> What money. a life you've lived. No, I'm, I'm sorry, but there's an experience <laughs> All of us working have been. in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And it's experience I'll never have. Okay, stop judging me. <laughs> judging you? Are you kidding me? You've lived it, and you're looking at me like no. no it's you don't just it's it. just not a life you want to live. You make a lot of money though, okay. um, which leads me to seasonal work as a waiter, waitress. So, for instance, go to a big city. So, go to Seattle, go to Denver, go to these big cities, and you have that experience. Go in April and May and ask to work for them. You can work their tourist season. Mm-hmm. And then you can make anywhere from, you know, I've seen $100, I've seen $600 a night. And you can make that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, no, it is crazy, but you can make that. And then the rest of the year, you're traveling. Right. There's a website called Cool Works that I want everyone to kind of be aware of. It's called uh, C-O-O-L-W-O-R-K-S. You can literally go to coolworks.com, click on National Parks, and then I think it literally says, like, find a job or something. Mm-hmm. And then it has an actual list of all the national parks. Yeah. So if you can choose if you want to work in Yosemite or uh, Denali or, I don't know, wherever you want to work. Yeah. And you can just click on the national park you want to work in, and it will show you the restaurants that are looking for uh, servers, bartenders, cooks for the season. You could be, um, like, a a housekeeper for the hotels that right. are there, a campground host. You don't need any skill. Like, literally, literally, you do not need a skill. <laughs> right. But I will say that usually those jobs require, like, three months worth of dedication. Like, it's hard to find one that yeah. you're not going to be doing it for two to four weeks. Like, you really have to make a commitment of, like, three months. But then that's three months, and then you can travel the rest of the year. Right. Which I, I feel like a lot of people do that. You don't see that on social media. Right, everybody wants to make it look like they're traveling 24-7. Yeah, we just constantly have this influx of money, and we never we never work. But it's just not true. And right. don't feel bad about that. I think that's something super important for new people wanting to travel. Don't feel bad about having to work for a couple months. Yeah. No, there's, there's no need to feel bad about that. Right. What else? Oh, one of our friends who is here mm. works at Olive Garden as a server, and works basically like changes location for two locations. So he'll go to one location, work there for three or four months, and then even take like two or three months off and then goes to a completely different location. And he'll get his current manager to call the next manager and say, hey, this person, I'm basically giving them like credit saying that they're like a really good worker or whatever. And that's kind of how he bounces around around the country and takes break in between each location. Yeah, for sure. Anything else? <laughs> that was the shortest response. <laughs> Give me something. Sure. So if you if you're interested in being a server, because I just spouted up a bunch of big money and you've never done it, especially if you're still working your other job or you're waiting while your van is built, a great way to get in is become a hostess. And you don't have to work a ton. Yeah. You could work like, what, five to 10 hours a week and just start there. And then eventually right. that's at least some experience and you could probably be bumped up to a server either at the next place or that place. And that way you can get in easier. I mean, yeah, I'll be honest. Anybody can be a hostess. Right. No, I did it. Like it just is a very, is yeah. you can do it. Yeah. And it was any single person listening <laughs> can be a hostess. It's actually kind of fun. It wasn't until they bumped me to 80 hours a week that I hated my life. Right. Okay. Next up. Hold on. Oh, one more thing. Yeah. Season work. Sorry. Is that if you love summer and you want to do van life in the summer, that's fine. Check out the colder, colder states. So for instance, Colorado, go to a ski town. You could be a server there. You could work at the ski lifts. You could um, work at a hotel. There are a million jobs. Like you said, go to Cool Works, but it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be during the summer. So I just want to specify that. Yeah, it's very true. Okay. Next up is uh, selling physical products. Sure. So this is a really cool one because I feel like in the van life community, especially people love to support other people who mm-hmm. um, have their own stuff. So if you like making jewelry if, um, like, I think it's hand letters anywhere. Like, she did this really cool... She has a ton of stuff, but one thing always stuck in my mind was, like, a, a picture frame with, like, a, just a leaf, literally, she found. And then she paints on the outside. And it's mm. absolutely beautiful. And she sells that online. But it's yeah. her painting drawn there. He literally oh, yeah. draws... He, you send him a photo, or if he's with you in person, he will draw 
your van. Your van and the surrounding mountains or the desert or whatever you're in. And you're able to paint, like, put that inside your van. Yeah, well, and that's... The cool thing about that is that he was an architect before living in a van. And so he basically turned his architecture, like, artistry into... I'm just going to draw places that I go in places that people want to see. And, like, that's literally... And then his wife is was a scientist. And right. now she works online, like... I'm going to just say this, even though I have no idea what it means, turning, like, science talk into layman's terms. Right. For the general public. Which I love both of those examples. Because they right, like a their freaking, jobs and made them remote, which yes, is so cool. Yes, an architect and a scientist. Like, <laughs> literally anybody can do that. Uh, okay, well, anybody can turn their job into a job. I mean, not all architects and scientists here. No. Yeah, what else about selling physical products? At gatherings, I just recently went to a really big gathering and almost everyone was selling stuff out of their vans and their buses. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, dang, I, I wish I had something because there was thousands of people there from the general public who did not live in vans or buses. And frankly, they go and anticipating spending money right. and like kind of supporting the people that they go see living out of their vehicles. And that's kind of just the reality of those types of events. And yeah, so if you have something that you want to sell or if you have merch or you do jewelry or you do anything, going to as many gatherings or festivals as possible will definitely be a giant opportunity. Right. Which is easy to do because you're traveling. So festivals, you're going to be hopping around all summer long. Yeah, no, definitely. Okay. Lastly, Uber Eats and Mm -hmm. Grubhub and TaskRabbit and Handy, these like app type opportunities that are very 2020, but like fantastic ways of making money kind of wherever you are and choosing your own hours. Yeah. So, I mean, we did this when we, it was when we were actually stationary, but you can work Uber Eats. So your van, you can easily apply to be Uber Eats. You go to a restaurant, you pick it up and then you bring it to the customer. Like it's right. super easy. You're able to make money from your van. TaskRabbit, it's one of my favorites. So Sean did that as well, where he literally went, um, and Handy. So TaskRabbit and Handy are basically the same thing. So for instance, somebody orders a bed frame off of Wayfair. So Wayfair, they say, yes, we want someone to install it. Wayfair hires somebody from TaskRabbit or to Handy. Yep. No way. And then you go and what a you cheat. Say, oh, I mean, I can install like a bed frame. That's not hard. And then you say yes. And you make anywhere from like $30 to $50 to install this like bed frame in someone's house. Mm-hmm. And you can do that anywhere. Right. And I mean, you really, if you're living in a van, especially you can do that once a day, you know, make 50 bucks a day. I'm right. just and saying. Sean was doing like two to three a day. So he, you know, he was making a hundred dollars and then he was good to go. And half of the time, honestly, the stuff hadn't even arrived, and so we still got paid for it because he showed up. He did his part. It's not his fault that right. it hadn't arrived. And so we didn't have to go back. He didn't have to do anything. He just got paid 30 bucks. And I know Sean, he's such a fixer. I feel like him, of all people, would be so bummed if he it was. didn't arrive. He wants to build shit so badly, which is fantastic for somebody who lives in a van and is quarantining with him because I'm always like, hey, Sean. <laughs> Something's not working. And he's like, I'm on it. (laughs) Yeah, you get to choose your own hours. And then Traveling Mechanic is another example. Yeah, so I just want to throw that out there because of the fact that... I read that out because I I wrote it down and then I didn't give any information. No, I love it. I love it. It's fine. It's one of my favorites because I feel like I honestly, in the Van Life Facebook groups, I see that so many times. Like, I'm a mechanic. That's that's location-based. I don't know how I could be a van lifer, but I want to. If it's a job, that one or something similar, especially a mechanic, we all need a mechanic. And the van life community is so, we all support each other so much. I feel like you could easily go and be like, I'm a mechanic. I'm willing to do this. Like, I I will change your oil. You could easily make money on the road as you travel. And maybe you have to build a little bit of an Instagram following or just make yourself known within the community but that would be or at least just be like posting on craigslist and in facebook groups or absolutely like you don't even need an instagram following necessarily you could literally just go to a couple gatherings and like tell people that you're a mechanic Mm -hmm. and that you're traveling and i swear to god i mean for people who are living in vans we need mechanics all the time sure i mean not with a four transit but i'm just saying (laughs) (laughs) if you have a sprinter you definitely need a mechanic no but like mechanics, carpenters, electricians, any of those types of people, like people will always need their vans built. They'll always need them fixed. Their water systems will always not be working. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
That's just like a constant need within the community that if you meet enough people and you market yourself in any capacity, whether it's Instagram, Craigslist, Facebook, like you will find plenty of work. Yeah. I mean, I have a friend who does that. Like literally he's a mechanic. It's Emergence Now. I think it's his Instagram. Mm-hmm. He literally does that. He's a mechanic on the, on, on the road? Mm-hmm. Ah, love yeah. that. I've never even, I've honestly not, not heard of somebody actually doing that, but I do think it's a fantastic idea. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all 10 things. Yes. We wanted to go through 10 specific things that you could potentially do again. If none of these apply to you, which they don't even necessarily have to apply to you. Mm-hmm. It's like, what could you do? What skill set do you have? Yeah. And then combine that with what you want to be doing in the future and start working towards that with the skill set, like I just said, that you've already acquired over the years. And I think something to consider is I feel like it's very easy, no matter what you do, to say, like, I, I don't have anything that applies. Really break down what you do. Ex- I mean, especially if we're talking remote and you work in an office, you already have a lot of those skills. You're just not mm. giving yourself that credit. And that just reminded me, we have a mutual friend who worked in an office full time mm. and she went to her boss. Her name is Where the Road Forks, Kristen. She's been on the podcast. If you actually want... She wrote down an entire proposal of how to pitch your boss turning your, like, cubicle job into a remote job. Mm-hmm. So you can get that proposal on our website. But basically, she just went to her boss one day and was like, I know I've been working here for the last few years. I would like to turn that into a remote position because I believe I can. And because she put together such a proposal, her boss was like, Yeah. Sounds good. Like, we'll meet back here in a few months to see if it's working. And it is. She was like, I feel far more inspired when I'm working. I feel better about what I'm doing because I'm doing it in different places. I'm doing it, you know, with something I I love now that, like, I can take breaks and walk my dogs and go into national parks and do all these things. So even if you don't have, like, quote unquote, online job, you can turn your not online job into a remote position as long as you have internet. Well, and honestly, right now is a great time to prove yourself. Yeah, you're already doing it right now. So many people are already they doing it. They have to. They don't have a choice. They've never done this. And suddenly they're like, oh, huh, doing this without anybody else around me. Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're kicking butt right now, like honestly, instead of taking this as a break, if you are working from home right now, mm-hmm. excel at it. And then when you get back to work, be like, hey, this is what was happening. Like kind of put together right. a professional proposal or pitch or whatever it is and go to your boss and like, I mean, see what you can do, whether or not you're working from home or you're traveling or whatever it is. Like, you can definitely turn a cubicle job into mm-hmm. one that you're doing from home or from wherever. And on top of that, if, if for instance, your company won't let you, whatever you do, let's say remote, let's say nurse, you're a nurse, literally type in remote nurse. So remote plus whatever it is you do, mm-hmm. go to LinkedIn, go to Indeed, go to Google and type in jobs. Like, literally, you're going to be surprised the stuff that pops up. There's... That, so many remote jobs. There are so many traveling nurses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I honestly think that, like, people who reach out to me the most in terms of, like, of wanting to do van life or they're building out a van, I, honest to God, think the number one thing is that they say, I'm going to be a traveling nurse. And you make a lot more money as a traveling nurse, too. Yeah, so you and you have, like, a stable income. Months. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Take a big breath, take a drink of wine or whatever you're drinking. Yeah, if you have questions about earning remote income, again, email me. Talk to Brie about it. Like I said earlier, her name is Chasing the Wild Goose on Instagram, chasingthewildgoose.com. Join my Facebook group. Do it now. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Email me, talk about it. I don't care. Just do your research. It's there's plenty to find. There's paid resources like the courses and things like that, which you know, unfortunately, in terms of money, but like. You're going to get in yourself. Yeah. Like it, it's just not a cliche saying to say invest in yourself. Like yeah. when you pay for a really good course, you're just going to get a lot out of that. I paid a couple hundred dollars for Nomadic Matt's course. And I went from not only like learning all of the information that he said, but I would struggle in things on my website and I'd have to watch YouTube videos, Google things and all these stuff. Mm-hmm. And he provided me with a literal man named Chris who would respond to my emails within 24 hours and be like, oh, you're having this problem. This is exactly how to fix it. Or give me your username and password. I'll fix it myself. And I was just like, oh my God, like that alone was worth $200. Absolutely. Just to not be stressing so hard about it. So yeah, there's paid resources. If you can't afford that, I do understand there's plenty of free resources as well. Join every Facebook group you possibly can, apparently. (laughs) 
I'm gonna just join a bunch too. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. But yeah, that's pretty much everything. Listen to my last podcast. If you listen to my last podcast, gonna be honest, you're gonna have to listen to the one before that because <laughs> there's a coronavirus part one and a part two. If you've never heard me rant before or really give quite the speech, then this is gonna be new territory for you. Yeah, that's pretty much everything. Stay healthy and happy. Be nice to everyone. Don't come at anybody. Yeah, ask questions if you have questions about earning a remote income. And thank you, Brie, for talking to me for an hour. Happy to be here. About earning a remote income. But yeah, check her out. Please follow her. She's my friend. We've been locked in together for the last (laughs) six weeks now, what it feels like at least. Yeah. Love you. Love you. Okay. Bye, guys. Love you very much. And I will see you next week. Did you think we were done? Because we did too. I forgot to recommend a book for the week. Okay, this week's book recommendation is something that I read in the past recently, but I'm not actually currently reading it, so I don't know if that's cheating. But it's called 10 Years a Nomad. It is from Matt Kepnis, who is the owner and person behind Nomadic Matt, which I have referenced to a couple times this week. But he was really one of the like OG travel blogs, travelers who were making an online presence about it. And he wrote a book kind of putting together everything that he's experienced on the road, what he's learned, why he did it, and just kind of like all of these things. He's just a fantastic writer. He's incredibly intelligent, and he's definitely someone that I've been a student from from a lot for a long time. And uh, yeah, I mean, every time I email him, he emails me back, which I just kind of am obsessed with because I'm like a fangirl. <laughs> so yeah, if you're looking for a new book, especially travel-oriented, 10 Years a Nomad by Matthew Kepnes is the number one recommendation. Okay, I'm done now. Love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.